0: Hey, Making the Team fans, we've got solos, it's show group auditions and the return of Kitty Carter, DCC podcast, let's go. This episode is entitled Upstaged. We are at episode six of eight episodes. So we only have two episodes left in this season. And this episode is focused on show group auditions. So I was kind of surprised they did show group auditions, to be perfectly honest, when they have such a short amount of time. But it is such a staple of not only DCC, but of the show. So I just kind of wanted to real quick go over the members of show group last year and we'll see if everybody makes it back and also we can see who is not on this year's squad and so that sort of gives you an idea of how many openings that they sort of have so last year we had 18 members on show group so it was maddie heather o gina amy tess lexi amber bridget daphne hannah Rachel A, Ashley, Caroline, Siana, Rachel W, and then rookies, Amanda, Victoria, and Kelsey. So Heather O, Amy, and Bridget have all retired. So theoretically, there could be three openings on show group. But remember, there were 18 members last year for whatever reason. And so there's 15 returning members and ordinarily... They have a show group of 16, as Kelly says, in this episode. So, which would mean that there will be only like one opening, unless we're going to lose some veterans on show group. So, let's find out what happens. They are doing show group auditions at the Gaylord Texan at a place called the Glass Cactus, which has a stage in it. So, they start this episode at 8 a.m. And they end this episode pretty late. So I'm interested to know at what point do they actually start show group auditions? Because sure to goodness, they didn't go all day long. But it we're shown that this is day 11. And again, Kelly is talking about there's five days left. So I don't think that's correct. And we'll, I'll talk about that at the end of the episode. I really think that this is probably day 10 and we got day 11 last week but I I will talk about that uh, when we get to that point when we can sort of tell that the timelines are not adding up so we see them getting ready and performing they're only having five girls on the stage at a time to both perform and to practice Caroline says that even as a vet it is nerve-wracking for them so the most exciting thing Here is that we have judges again to sort of mimic again show group auditions. They usually have five or six judges. And so here we've got five judges. We've got Charlotte Jones again, who was here a couple episodes ago for the field practice, along with Neil McCoy, who again was there for the field practice as well. Melissa Rycroft is here, and she's been here quite a bit at this point because we saw her last episode. We saw her very early on in the process, and she was also at the field practice. What I want to point out here is here in show group, she's got on a yellow shirt. Many times throughout the episode, you're going to see her do confessionals in this orange shirt that she had on last week, Okay, which is kind of where we start to see the, the time frame not quite add up. So the fourth judge is Scott Padgett, and he is the meteorologist. We see him on every season. He is famous for not necessarily liking Victoria in her first year that she tried out when she did not make the team. And Charlotte gave him the death stare. And then our fifth judge is Kitty Carter. So Kitty is back. She was always a staple of the show. She has been at number of show group auditions as well. She was not there last season and everybody really missed Kitty. And the word on the street was that she just was kind of sick of maybe seeing the way she was portrayed on the show and just needed a break from the show, but she still worked with the team. She just wasn't on camera. So it wasn't anything that there was a a blow up or any kind of disagreement or anything like that. But I'm really glad that Kitty is back. So right before we get started, we get a a little bit from Amber says her heart is beating out of her chest And she has this like super southern accent and you know, we've not seen a lot out of Amber She wasn't really featured her rookie year. She's obviously been very strong She's been on show group every year that she's been on it. So but I just thought that was funny So they have 90 second solos that they're going to be performing and there's 43 girls in training camp So that's 43 girls times 90 solos It's less than what they would have at auditions because usually they have, gosh, maybe 70 people close to that at auditions doing solos. So here you're just getting really good people at this point because at finals, a lot of times you have people that there their solos are kind of a mess. And I don't think we really get that so much here. So I'm just going to have to run through who all we see in this episode. They're all pretty much really short clips for the most part. We see Amanda, Daphne, Amber, Shondi, Jessica, Laura Rose, Ashley does this number with some hip hop and jazz, which is really awesome. And it looks like the judges are really liking it. When you see all the montages, you see a lot of fuetes, a lot of leaps, a lot of competitive dance moves just over and over. If you think about like dance moms, like a lot of those same moves, like over and over. So I can imagine when Ashley comes in and does something different, that it's gotta be like a a breath of fresh air to not see like the same moves over and over again. So when, when Ashley finishes, we hear Neil saying it was entertaining and that Charlotte says, yes, please. Now, of course, we don't ever know when we see judges' reactions or what they say, if it's really connected to that particular dancer or not, or if it's just edited that way. And you can see the judges behind Kelly and Judy on, you know, the big screen, basically on Zoom. I am curious as if the girls can hear what they're saying or not, because we can hear what they're saying, but I can't imagine that the girls can. So that's just a little a little questioning to me because you do see a couple of times when Kelly and is having a conversation or, or or at least acknowledges what the judges are saying. I'm like, well, can't the girls hear that? Cause they all seem to be in the same room. But anyway, so then we also see another montage. We see Darian who looks like she's doing some hip hop, Sydney, Ellie, Tori, Cassie, Danny. So we got a lot of interesting outfits, a lot of friends, some outfits that look like lingerie, (laughs) We see Armani and Marissa, Uh, Melissa Rycroft really compliments Marissa and says that she is a little rock star in the making. We see Hannah, Hannah does a lot of the same moves that we saw in her solo last year, which Kelly says she has a whole batch of signature moves and that she has finally showed up. So Hannah was a member of show group last year. She has not done well in training camp. So it'll be interesting to see if she makes the team. So Caroline goes next and Kelly says that she's a great example of pretty feet and that she loves seeing people that have great technique. You see Jada, Kelsey, Kelly compliments Kelsey on being a sophisticated, sexy. Then we see Victoria, Mackenzie and Gina. Again, they even show Mackenzie and Gina side by side, again, doing the same fuentes that everybody else is doing. (laughs) And we get a a mock. Claire and we get quite a bit from Claire and Scott says that she's good and Kelly says she's so expressive with her body and Judy says that every veteran had their eyes wide open and their mouth wide open and that care is captivating and Charlotte says it was gorgeous when it is over And so then we get Kat and Kat looks to be doing much better than her solo last year. So they show some montages of her solo last year with her cane and her missing her leg turn. And they again, show that clip of Judy saying that she wants her to throw the cane in the trash. So Kelly says it is different than last year and that tonight is in her favor, but she's not a strong yes yet. And that she needs to prove to her that she needs to be on this team. So I kind of like the way Kat ends. She ends with her pinky finger up with her rookie DCC ring on it. So then we get a clip of Kristen. So first of all, they just have some odd ball music playing when Kristen is on. It's, I, I, I mean, obviously none of the music that they're playing is the music that these girls are, have danced to. And especially because they're doing so many at a time, you might have one song playing while you show 10 different girls doing a solo. So, but they don't do Kristen any favors here when they're playing her music and Charlotte's making weird faces. Kelly says to Judy during her solo that she's not doing anything with the accents and the music. And then she tells us that Kristen barely made the team last year and that she wasn't impressed with her solo. And she makes a point at least a couple times this episode that veterans have got to be better than they were the year before. And Judy says that she was sluggish and not on the beat and when the, her part is over of what they show, Neil says, oh, that was really good. And Charlotte says she did not agree. She didn't feel like it went to the song. And Kelly says she thought it was terrible. So I wanted to read what Kristen said on her Instagram about her solo, because I definitely do not think that the show did it justice at all. So her solo was to sell a is how I'm going to pronounce it, S-E-L-A-H. It might not be pronounced that way, but it's by Kanye West, which again, they, they did her no favors with the song that they chose to show because it's nowhere near as hard hitting and powerful as this particular song. So this is Kristen's post. 2020 has been one thing after another, but one of the biggest issues our country faces is systematic racism and the social injustice that black people face. For this reason, I chose to dance to Selah by Kanye West to use my voice and my art to speak up about the changes our country needs to make. The clip you saw of me holding my fist in the air represents solidarity as I stand with my brothers and sisters who deserve the same treatment and opportunity as others. The black costume represented the black community and finishing with my hand on my mouth represented a voice that's been suppressed. It's time that voice is heard. Dancing for something bigger than myself. So she has a lot of praise and support on this particular post for her routine. And she posted a clip of her in practice with the routine. Now she says she was wearing black. It looked to me like she was wearing maybe on the show, but I thought what a missed opportunity from the show not to convey what Kristen was trying to do. Perhaps they didn't know it at the time. I can't imagine that they didn't know it at this point. And it's not as if they're, shying away from that topic at all because they did bring mickey guyton on early in the season who sung the song black like me if you remember correctly and said that she was one of the biggest advocates in social justice i don't know that i agree with that but maybe in country music yes but so anyway i thought it was especially when you when you see her clip with the actual music to me it, it does come across very powerful and i think it's just unfortunate that they just kind of raked her over the coals here so after Kristen, we get Meredith and Kelly says that last year, her solo really sealed the deal for her. And you could tell that she was just a really beautifully trained dancer. And so she talks about as she's doing her solo here that she just has beautiful technically placed feet. Look, Meredith is great in her style, but there are plenty of girls on this team that have great technically placed feet and are technically great dancers, but can do palm, And Meredith cannot. So it's just unfortunate that that Kelly kind of keeps pushing her through and I really feel like she felt like by taking 37 last year by taking Meredith that she was sort of giving her like a apprentice year. And that maybe if maybe training camp wasn't long enough but if if Meredith had another year and if she had a year under her belt with a team that she would come back this year and be stronger. And we've already seen that that is not the case. And you can remember a few seasons ago, we had New Jersey Brianna come and she was 18 and Kelly was so excited about how technically trained she was, but it, she just wasn't a fit, you know? So, you know, DCC has this, the videos that they post from time to time on Instagram called DCC in motion. And most of the time they're doing some type of contemporary and jazz routines. And so I wonder if Kelly doesn't have some kind of plans in the future for having some kind of troupe that does contemporary, I don't know. I mean, she's already got show group. But anyway, she is the last solo that we get to see. And we're 14 minutes into the episode at this point. So we got a pretty good amount of time dedicated to that. I mean, almost a third of the episode was solos. So we see now that it's now 3 p.m. So if we started the episode, with 8 a.m. So again, you know, we don't know exactly what time that they started. Maybe 12-ish, maybe it takes three hours to go through 43 solos. I'm not sure, but they now put them in pink and blue to do what Judy says is their sing- signature dance, which we all know is Thunderstruck. So this is costume change number number two, because <laughs> they were in their solo outfits. In fact, that reminds me, a lot of people pointed out on the the Facebook group that Meredith was in the outfit last year that Victoria wore for her solo. And then a lot of girls will exchange outfits so they don't have to buy new outfits every year. So that's kind of an interesting fact. So we don't get a lot of Thunderstruck, which is fine because we've seen it probably more than we've seen anything else. But we see at least one group here, which is Victoria, Jada, Alora, Rose, Tess, and Madeline. So they've got Victoria at the V at the point of the five person triangle. And Melissa, who's back in her orange shirt <laughs> in her doing confessionals from the other day, says that Victoria is just rocking it this year. Girl was at the point and she was just rocking it, which again, she probably wasn't at the point in a practice, which would mean that she's talking about show group auditions that happened the day before when she comes back the next day. So, and she talks about a Laura here who's dancing next to Victoria and says that she, you can tell how she lacks power and that you don't want to be dancing next to Victoria. So, Kelly talks about Cassie, who is shown very quickly in another group and that she is confusing her and that her kicks are just not there. And we know that, you know, she didn't have a lot of time to get her kicks higher anyway. Jada's kicks are super high, they are like lacy high, just pointed and beautiful. And Kitty is like her, the vets didn't match her kicks. (laughs) So Sydney, according to Kelly, is running out of gas towards the end of her routine. And that concerns her. So we know Thunderstruck is like over five minutes long. Plus they've got the, the entrance that they do to before they take the entire field. And so it's just a long and exhausting routine. And so she's a little worried about that. So now they're going to do the hip hop dance by Charm and they change outfits again into their hip hop outfits, quote unquote. I don't understand why they're having them change, like either just leave them in the pink and blue or just have them wear the hip hop outfit the whole time. It's just kind of strange to me that they make them change outfits. Last year when Charm came, they started out in their little hip hop outfits. And then when they did the Palmer teams, they changed to pink and blue. I don't get it. But anyway, so Judy compliments Maddie here because. Maddie is one of the better hip hop dancers on the team. And as she's complimenting Maddie, Marissa's next to her. And frankly, Marissa looks really good to be doing this. Judy compliments Rachel W. And says that even though she's very soft and quiet, that this hard hitting choreography really suits her. That being said, she's dancing next to Claire. And frankly, Claire looks to be hitting it a lot harder than Rachel W does. And Kelly says that Claire demands attention and we finally get our introduction to Claire. So Claire is from Nebraska and she talks about how she wanted to go to LA or New York City after high school because she really wanted to make dancing a career, but it was simply just too expensive. And so she went to the University of Nebraska for a year. You see a a picture of her on their dance team there and that she worked really hard to be able to get a scholarship. And you can see her holding what looks to be a $20,000 scholarship from somewhere. And she was able to go to Arizona State University. And she really liked it there because they have a very competitive dance scene there. And they do have a very good reputation of having a very good dance program. So she's shown as being on the dance team there as well. If I could think of who has been DCCs from from there, I would. I know that there's been at least a couple, probably more. But I believe there's been a couple recently. So Scott's saying in the background, yeah, Claire. <laughs> Kelly is saying that Danny is fun to watch. We still haven't met her. We haven't, don't know anything about her. And she says that Ashley is on fire on this piece. And Ashley really is. <laughs> and the interesting thing that I thought about when they're doing this is that the vets were not there when charm came and taught this piece she taught it like just the day before because you can remember she was saying at the when she was doing the the kind of the judges evaluations that she wanted to be there the next day when the vets got there so obviously they learned this routine from either other rookies or some other way because they were not there when it was originally taught so and meredith this is not in her favor she is doing this routine next to ashley so as you and they kind of slow it down here and you and really emphasize that she's behind. And Judy says that Meredith is making her nervous. So then the next thing they're going to do is Denise and Evan's choreography. And so this is news to the girls. Judy says that they didn't tell them that they were going to be doing those routines, that they want to sort of prepare them for a a real life show group situation, which I think this is a good idea. I mean, it's fine to tell them exactly what they're going to be doing so they can practice it. But I do think it's a good idea to just kind of throw a curveball at them. So, and then of course with Evan's choreography, again, he came early in training camp before the vets were there. So here's another routine that they've had to learn. And I think this is the routine that we've seen Hannah struggle with and probably Kat struggle with this will too, that this was the kind of the choreography that Kelly said at the field that they didn't really know the song. So, Kelly says that Jessica is awkward and has too much effort. So we haven't really heard a lot from Jessica, good or bad. So this is not good for her chances since they've still got like seven cuts to make at this point. Judy compliments Caroline. So she's just really on fire this year. I think Caroline was on fire last year. If you remember, Kishara picked her out to be the point of the triangle in her second season. So Melissa really compliments Armani. Kelly compliments Amber and compliments Marissa as being showy and so after they do and we're not shown if they literally all do Denise's choreography and then all come in and do Evan's choreography or if some of the groups are doing Denise's and some of the groups are doing Evan's I think we're led to believe that they do both so they're now finished and Marissa says that they're just physically and utterly exhausted times a million. And so a couple of other notes, which looks like to be Evan's choreography is Judy saying that Hannah is just not all there. She's still just, again, just in the face. She just looks pale or just, I don't know how to describe it any, any other way than how Kelly said it uh, last episode or a couple episodes before that, that she just, doesn't look happy to be there you know that she just looks stressed so Kelly says that Lily is cutting off her movements and Melissa says she needs to step up so this I think we heard just a little bit about Lily maybe from Marissa from the field that she thought that she was the weakest veteran so we're hearing some comments about her too she Kelly says Daphne is a power standout Daphne's always been really strong And that she says that Shandy has a shot at Show Group this year and that she's really brought the sexy. And I do really like the curly hair that Shandy's got this year, too. And she calls out Brennan, I mean, not not to Brennan's face, but to us, that she's not seeing progress and she's in her third season and that she should be seeing progress. And that's really not good. And we know it took Brennan so long to make the team. So maybe she just kind of needs a wake up call, kind of like Christina. Last year it was Christina's third year and they called her in the office and gave her as what Christina called a pulse check. So Brennan's got a little bit longer hair this year, which is good. But in her face, she almost kind of has those weird facials that she had in some of those years in training camp that she didn't make the team. So it's going to be kind of interesting. So. Clearly this was a long, long night. They had their solos. They did Thunderstruck and Charms choreography and at least Denise and Evan's choreography. So they show us that it's now 8.30 p.m. that they're doing their round table. So this looks to me to at least have gone eight hours. I mean, because if they started doing palm routines at three, they had to have started solos at least at like 12 you know, the girls have been there since eight in the morning. It's now eight 30. This is a long commitment from the judges. This is an all day thing. So this is a very interesting. Starts. We start off our deliberation with the leaderboard. And this is not the leaderboard in alphabetical order. This is what Kelly says is the compilation of the scores up until this point. So really that means Evan, Denise, Charm, Travis, Melissa, Charlotte, Neil, as well as probably Kelly and Judy's votes. So there's 36, and I am going to go through those because they're in some kind of weird order. What it kind of looks like, because is it looks like they're in alphabetical order per score. And so there's different groups. Underneath that, where it appears that people have maybe a little bit lower scores, so the first group that we get is a pretty big chunk. That's Elena, Amanda, Amber, Caroline, Shondi, Gina, Madeline, Rachel W, and Victoria. That's one chunk. Then we have another group because we start over alphabetically. Daphne, Jalen. Remember, Jalen made show group her rookie year and did not make it last year. Lexi, Maddie, Marissa. Then we have Ashley and Kelsey. Then we have Claire, Tess, Taylor. Then Siana, Rachel A. Then Darian, Ellie, and Sydney. Then Danny, Aaron, McKenzie, and Savannah. I was kind of surprised to see McKenzie rated so low. I think maybe she's been a little bit of a slow burn. She's gotten a little bit better as training camp has gone. Then we sort of get to the bottom. We have Ashley, Lisa, and Tori. I'm surprised to see that Lisa so low. And then the last bit is Armani, Jessica, Brennan, Brianna, and Hannah. So I am really surprised to see Armani with Jessica, Brennan, and Hannah. I'm also surprised to see Brianna there too. That's Vet Brianna. She's also in her third year. I thought maybe she maybe looked a little soft in the middle when they first got there. And then a couple of the routines, again, doesn't look like she's hitting it as hard maybe as some of the, the rookies were, but I think that was mostly hip hop. Maybe that's just not her style. Interestingly enough quick little tangent. One of my Facebook friends who I met at a Zumba training years ago used to cheer for the Titans. And so she knows Brianna from cheering with the Titans. Pretty sure Brianna cheered after she did. But I imagine as alumni, they probably just meet each other some kind of way. And so she says that they really wanted, the Titans really wanted Brianna to come back, but she just always wanted to dance in Dallas. And so I responded to her on Facebook Messenger and I was like, well, they are the best. And she took that quite offensively and said that they're not the best they're just the best marketed I said fair enough I don't agree with that I stand by my statement statement especially compared to the Titans cheerleaders who I have seen up close and personal several times <laughs> but anyway back to the leaderboard so that was the the 36 and then we had those who were underneath the line as not being part of the top 36 that was Jada, Kristen, Alora, Rose, Kat, Lily, Meredith, and Cassie. So really not surprised to see anybody here. Kristen, maybe a little bit. They have talked about her the last couple of episodes. It's just when Kelly said that she barely made the team last year, Kristen that we saw was never really called into the office. They never really talked about her a whole lot either way. She was clearly not one of the strugglers like Kat and Lily and Meredith and some of those that were cut. So it's kind of interesting that you know she's made comments that she barely made the team, but they did talk about her last episode and maybe even the episode before that I think Melissa has also said she thought she was not as good as some of the other veterans either so not surprised with really anybody else on this list so we get straight to the judges they are to give a yes or a no but we also get maybes so Hannah Kitty gives her a no Scott gives her a no Hannah gives her a yes, Charlotte, Hannah gives herself a yes, no. Charlotte and Neil give her a yes and Melissa and Kelly give her maybes. Most of the time we don't really get Judy's vote in here. So Hannah is literally all across the board. They're really split on her. And Cassie is next and she gets pretty much no's across the board that we see. Marissa gets a yes from everybody and a yes for show group as well. Brennan gets a yes from Kitty. And it sounds like Neil, Kelly, and Judy. It sounds like Neil also gives her a yes, but he gives her a low yes. And then Kelly and Judy give her maybes. Melissa and Charlotte give her maybes. But then Kelly says that she had been a maybe, but she was a yes for her tonight. And Judy says, same. So, I guess they were actually yeses. So, so Brennan gets yeses from Kitty, Neil, Kelly, and Judy, and then a maybe from Melissa and Charlotte. We don't get a vote here from Scott. And then Shondi gets a yes for show group from everybody. It looks like Kristen gets a maybe from Charlotte, Kitty, and Melissa, a yes from Neil and Scott. Meredith gets a no from Kitty and Scott. She gets a maybe from Melissa and Charlotte and a yes from Kelly. Scott says, don't ever have her dance hip hop again. Claire looks like she gets yeses from everybody and to show group as well. And Judy says, she's awesome. And that's all we get from judges deliberations. I would have loved to have heard uh, what their thoughts were on Laura Rose, on Lily, on Kat. All those would have been interesting, but we don't get that. So... They show the next day, which they say is day 12. And Hannah says that she has no expectations of making a show group. And they're going to announce the members of the team. So the ones that they announce are Victoria, Maddie, Amanda, Daphne, Ashley, Marissa, Caroline, Shandi, who's very surprised, Gina, Claire, And Rachel W so obviously this is not everybody and they never do announce every single person you can always kind of see some people in the background that they didn't necessarily mention so here you can you can see Lexi and Tess in the background and so I'm just gonna real quick go through everybody that did make show group this year. So Maddie, Tess, Gina, Lexi, Rachel, a Amber, Ashley, Caroline, Daphne, Aaron, Rachel, W Amanda, Shondi, Kelsey, Victoria, Claire, and Marissa. So only two rookies on show group this year. Usually they have three or four and Shondi making show group for the first time and I believe Aaron making show group also for the first time, meaning that Hannah and Sienna did not make it back. And we see Hannah clapping a lot in the background that she's happy for those that are making it. And she had said before that, you know, she's still in the room, whether she makes a show group or not. We don't see any kind of reaction for Sienna or mention of the fact that she didn't make it back this year either. So we get a voiceover or a dubbed Kelly saying that they're dismissed and that they'll be doing a few office visits. So Claire calls her mom and she's in tears about her making a show group. And then we get the scene from Kelly and Judy in their office. Mm-hmm. So this is where, we can tell that the timelines are off because kelly and judy are in the same outfits that they were in last episode when they were doing the show and sell episode with melissa being the guest judge and they had a long deliberation in their office and it ended with kelly saying do we want to be loyal to veterans or do we want to raise the bar and it felt like that episode was to be continued like we were going to pick up this episode with at least one office visit and that didn't happen. But the outfits that Kelly and Judy are wearing when they announced show group are not the same outfits that they're wearing here. So it's clear that the timelines are off. So the timeline is either they had show group auditions and then the next day they announced the team and they did the show and sale with Melissa or show group auditions were actually like day 10 and they did the Travis episode or the Travis day next. And then the Melissa day next, because interestingly enough, they didn't do Travis's choreography at show group auditions, which I found kind of strange. So I'm, I'm wondering if, if the Travis episode wasn't actually out of order too, because it was shown with last week's episode with Melissa as being back to back days. So show group was either sandwiched in between those days, or it was done before. And we're just shown it being out of order for whatever reason. So Meredith is brought into the office. She's the only office visit that we're going to get tonight, despite the fact that they said they have multiple office visits. We don't usually get to see everybody's office visit. So she's caught off guard. And Kelly asks her when she gets in the room, if they got her out of the shower. And she said, yes, she doesn't have any makeup on. And Kelly says she, she looks beautiful without makeup and that she's always got a really pretty smile and that she thinks she has the best smile on the team. She starts going through her notes saying that she had a strong solo but she only had four maybes, two no's, and only one yes. And that she looks out of condition as a dancer and that she felt like she's lost her edge and that she is the lowest scoring veteran. And that she has to be realistic and she cannot make this team with one judge. So Meredith asks if she's getting cut, almost like a Megan Flaherty moment from, from several, several seasons ago. Am I cut? And Kelly nods. And said that she feels like it's inevitable and tonight's going to be her last night. So Meredith does try a little bit of, of begging here. You know, what if she really worked on timing and she's crying and Kelly says the decision is final and she's sorry. So Meredith says that she came, felt like she came back fitter and stronger and more confident and that she's just been trying to be the best teammate. Kelly says that she thinks she is a great teammate and that her character is special. Meredith asks about coming back next year. And Kelly says if she's serious about that to really get in some power-based time classes and really focus on rhythm and timing. And she tells Meredith that she wish that they did what she did, but they don't. So Meredith says it was the best year of her life. And she leaves. Kelly looks over at Judy and Judy is crying. And so Kelly sheds a tear as well, says that this is going to be her hardest cut of the year that she doesn't like to cut veterans like this. Meredith says she doesn't know if she'll be back next year or not. And Kelly says something to to Judy along the lines of, do you remember how many people I showed her solo to last year? And so I don't think we really saw much of her solo at auditions last year. The year before when she didn't make training camp, they, they showed some clips and Kelly said she was sluggish, but apparently she was a really big fan of her solo last year. So now at this point we are at 42 and they've got six cuts left. And so multiple times Kelly has said we have five days left when she makes cuts. And I think part of that is because we've seen days out of order. And that's why we've heard that so many times. But next time we have Ashley and Brennan being called out in practice for not knowing some choreography, and then in the office we have Cassie, Alora, Rose, and Brennan. So we we have two episodes left. I can't imagine that we're only going to get one cut next episode, and they're going to have to cut five people in the finale. So I've I've got to imagine that we're going we're going to get at least a couple, if not three, cuts next episode. So we'll see. It's definitely getting to the nitty gritty you know, if we're going to talk about obvious cuts, Cassie with the low kicks to me is an obvious cut. Lots of people haven't spoke very highly of Alora Rose, even though Kelly seems to be a fan. So she's obviously at risk. And again, we've got Hannah, Kat, Kristen, that have all been called out, at least to us anyway, if not to their face. And then Brennan and Lily have also been flag too as being weaker. And of course, we saw who has not who's not yet been above the bar. And then we've had some other rookies like she mentioned Jessica this episode, Ashlyn is another one in Sydney. So I think we have quite a few people who are at risk. And we've got to, we've got to trim it down really, really quickly. So I realize this was a long episode, there was a lot going on in this episode. I think we got a lot of good information. in this episode, I just want to put out there also, I want to thank everybody that has listened to the show when you start a podcast, you never know how people are going to find it. If they're going to listen, if they're going to listen again, once they hear you once, I'm very proud to say that finally uh, we are on Apple podcast. And so that's very exciting. I know most of you that have listened have listened on Spotify, but we are now on Apple podcast as well too. So be back next week with episode seven, our penultimate episode of the season until then keep kicking.